Welcome to another episode of News Points on the Air, a production of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventist. I'm your host, Milan Medley. This is the second of a two-part feature on the life of Rockefeller Twyman, AKA Rocky. If you haven't listened to part one, I'd encourage you to do yourself a favor and get to know Rocky through our previous episode. Rocky was fortunate and blessed to have a close relationship with the civil rights legend and people's champion, John Lewis and his esteemed wife, Lillian. In honor of the late Congressman's birthday, Rocky shared some of his fond memories of the couple and unpacked the profound effect they had on his life. When did your life and the life of John Lewis, when did your lives intersect? They intersected when I worked at the Atlanta University uh, Library of, of like my freshman year in college. About uh, what year was that? When I came home, you're trying to tell me. <laughs> You know, I'm just painting a picture. No, no problem, darling. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, just talking. That was around 1966. Okay. And uh, I just, you know, was able to meet her. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, began working in a very lucrative position at mm. the library because mm. they were really paying good money because they were Xerox and all those um, uh black uh literature pieces and everything and and i'm sure so those pieces weren't uh widely distributed widely That's distributed right. among you know other libraries and bookstores and schools even yeah and it was just wonderful because i didn't even know a lot of those people existed you mm -hmm. know that were uh, writing and um it was so fascinating and she was just so lovely, Lillian and Lewis. This was his wife. This was his wife. And then, you she know, got what you happened? the position? She worked with you at the library? What, what she was, was the head librarian. Wow. She was head over that, um, the Bell and Howell project, though. Because okay. she had been an English major. She was from California. Oh. Very, very classy lady. And, um, well, and then we had that music connection because she really loved uh, good music, mm -hmm. you know, and I was, you know, like I said, I was classically trained and cause I can do it all the gospel and all and everything, but. Classically was, trained in. Um, a piano. Piano, piano. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, I, I had, I had studied conducting too and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but we just became really good friends. And I had a, a, a group at the Berean Seventh-day Adventist Church there called the Black Singing Disciples. Mm -hmm. And she really supported us in our um, endeavors to go to Jamaica. And we, um, we ended up singing at, at C.D. Brooks's big tent effort in uh, Montego Bay, right on the ocean. Uh, it was it was just really a wonderful experience. Um, Wait, so how did you even get this job? You know, you just happened to work for this library um, with this head librarian. Well, no, there was uh, there was a connection. My sister's uh, friend 
knew Lillian Lewis very well. Okay. And he introduced me to her. Mm. And, you know, we just became good friends. Yeah. And then what happened was um, at that time, you know, there was a lot of uh, civil rights activity going on. Right. And so they they had me playing everywhere. I mean, I was just tearing up. I mean, I was at so many dinner parties and receptions. And uh, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, but he decided he was going to run for governor of Georgia, a black guy. And uh, I was playing at Ralph Abernathy's house and wow. all the homes of Julian Bond. And wow. So, and then, you know, that was how I really, really met John. And um, hmm. then, um, you know, he eventually ran for Congress and won. And they came up here, came up here to DC. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they just continued to look after me. They treated me really like a son. Um, I just was given tickets to all these big time events and that really helped me build my, you know, media network too. Um, I see. Cause I mean, when I go to a reception, it's like a working thing for me because mm. I go there to meet people, but it's also interesting. A lot of times I will have tracks in my, um, suit uh and the lord will sometimes just tell me give this man a track and that's what i'll do Mm -hmm. you know because i'll I'll have like a lot of times health health tracks that are a lot just just non-confrontational but full of meat for the person that receives them and so when I get to heaven, I really want to know how many of those tracks, <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how many souls were saved from those tracks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I want to back up a little bit just so um, I have a you know clear understanding of the, your connection there. So you sure. um, come back to Atlanta um, during your summers from studying at La Sierra University. Um, right. You were in school. You come back in the summers and you, through connections, end up working with the wife of John Lewis, Lillian Lewis, who's right. the head librarian at this particular library. And with uh, your musical training and her love for music, you guys strike this bond. We strike and, this bond. Yeah. And then you, your musical skills were, uh, you know, I guess she helped set you up on different gigs with these civil rights right. leaders, if, if in case people heard those those names and weren't sure, you know, Martin Luther King usually comes to mind when people think about the civil rights movement and their leaders, right. but those names of Ralph Abernathy and Julian Bonds, they were also these very important figures in the civil rights movement. So, very for, you to, important. so for you to be invited to play for their uh, gatherings and for, you know, fundraisings, that's, you know, I want to make sure we take some time to highlight how big of a deal that is, um, you know, for people who may just be unaware of that, um, that importance. And it just really opened up doors, you know, because the crowd that, that I was mingling with, 
you know, and uh, Andy Young, you know, and then one thing led to another. And, um, you know, when Carter became president, um, a lot of those people came up here. And so that just broadened the network anymore because I was getting invited to a lot of stuff. I was getting up to the White House, hmm. you know, and um, all these other uh, parties, uh, you know, VIP events. Yeah. And that really did, did help me. I was wondering if you can maybe share um, maybe a, a couple of your most memorable experiences with him. We've already talked about the tremendous role his wife played in your life. And, you know, like they, they're a married couple. So, you know, it's like uh -huh. one's um, impact reflects, you know, both. But what about any personal connections that you had with John Lewis? What are a couple oh, of your sure. favorite memories? Oh, well, one of my favorite memories was uh, when they first came to Washington, I um, I rented a limousine and uh, it was around Christmas time. And I took them because my uh, nephew uh, was um, in this uh, private school and they had a, 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 it was a fundraiser, it was a house tour of um, these fabulous homes in the Potomac, because they, you know, had Potomac, Maryland, right, which is a very affluent, one of the most wealthy zip codes in America, I believe. That's right. Mm -hmm. And see, they, uh, it was a fundraiser for them because they had, um, you know, they would open up their houses because you know they were so rich, they would have people come and decorate their houses for Christmas, and so before that. We went to brunch at the Capitol Hilton Hotel, and it was just lovely to have them there. And it was just so lovely to be able to do something for them because they had done so much for me in the past. And we just had a lovely time. That was one of my fondest memories, fondest. And then another one was um, in Atlanta, um, going to his house. And he was a very big baseball fan. Hmm. And um, the Atlanta Braves were doing very well that year. And um, the, uh, this this was my, my first time being in their, their new house that they had, had uh, built in Atlanta. And it was just so magnificent because he had so many wonderful uh pieces of uh, artwork and so many outstanding photographs. It's like a collage of the civil rights movement. Mm. And I just really did uh, enjoy that. And um, whenever I would see him at, well, of course, a lot of times they would get me tickets to the Black Caucus uh, events that, that come here every year. And uh, we would always hug, and he was just such a wonderful man, such a kind spirit. And he had been through so much because he was like beaten like 60 times 
during the civil rights movement. And uh, he still had a loving and kind spirit. I mean, I found that his spirit to me was, was closest to that of uh, the spirit of Christ. Really? Forgiving. Yeah, forgiving and everything. And forgiving people really, who, who had harmed him physically. Oh, yeah. I mean, doing that Edmund Pettus Bridge thing, I mean, he really could have been paralyzed for life. Mm-hmm. after the way they beat him up there. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have any animosity or anything. And, um, you know, I I enjoyed, like, visiting his office on Capitol Hill, too, mm-hmm. because that was always full of just newspaper clippings and just stuff that was just so historical in nature. Yeah. And yeah, I really do miss him mm. so much. And, you know, when I went to the mural in Atlanta, I just broke down in tears because I hadn't seen it, you know, even though he had been up in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I had never been to it. And after he passed away, I, I did a story down there. And, um, you know, it just brought me to tears to see that mural. Now, the only thing what I'm going to really push for is that they put a picture of Lillian in there somewhere. They've got to do that because she really did. uh, She was a big part of his life. Yeah. And I was hoping actually we could get back to um, that connection you have with the family unit, you know, not just with John, but with Lillian. So it seemed like, um, she especially had kind of brought you into the family. So That's can right. you can you uh, talk about that a little more, like how you um, became, you know, uh, adopted in a sense into the Lewis family? Well, I think it was it was really the arts connection too. I think that was the big thing because she was really into the arts, and you know, we would talk about. Uh, I remember she loved Leontine Price and, uh, um, you know, that was the kind of caliber of artists that, that she was really, and pianists like Andre Watts and everything. I mean, she liked the gospel thing, but mm-hmm. that church they went to was a very sophisticated church, Ebenezer Baptist. They sang really high anthems uh, and uh, spirituals, and they've had some wonderful musicians there. Because that organist there, David Steele's, I just used to just flip out when I heard him play hymns. And so, yeah, she really did bring me into the family, and she kind of watched over me and made sure that I had tickets to the right stuff when mm-hmm. she came up, when I, when I came up here to, when they came up here to DC, yeah. I never had to worry about tickets to some of the VIP events. And she, she had me play for some things up here too, you know, um, when um, she came up here. And I remember she was a big fan of Wentley Phipps and we went to his church one day 
And I just want to pause for one second. You know, people know the name Whitley Phipps, you know, the, the, the famous singer, but they may not realize that he was also for a time, a pastor, a local pastor pastor for a church called the Capitol Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church in Washington, D.C. So when you refer to going to his church, this is when he was taking time to be a local pastor. Right. And uh, she just loved his singing. So we went there one Sabbath together. And, uh, you know, of course, he recognized her and everything. And um, it was just, it was wonderful to be in Atlanta but it was really sad, you know, to, to know that, you know, he's not going to be coming back mm. anytime soon. When was the last time you saw Congressman Lewis in person? Oh, that was in, uh, that was in 2019 mm. at the black caucus events because, um, when he went to the Black Lives Matter Plaza, yeah, I I wasn't, I I just my contacts failed me, and I didn't I didn't really know that he was coming. And his health had already started to decline at that time. Right. I remember, he looked frail. Um, oh yeah, that was that was. Uh, but what what I w- had tried to do. Because in February of uh, 2020, mm-hmm. I put together a musical fundraiser, not fundraiser, but just a musical event out here in Rockville at the library. And we tried to get him to come, but mm. it was, you know, he, he was going through all that chemotherapy and everything. Okay. And, and it you was know, just, he just to honor him. It was just put on to... It was a Black History wow. Month program, yeah. And um, uh, a lot of Adventists, you know, participated in it. And uh, a lot of great Adventist musicians. But you said 2019. That was like one of my last things that I was able to really do for him before mm. he he passed on. But uh, we went down, I went to Atlanta and um, we did, a prayer vigil at his uh, site because at his uh, the mural, mural. That's erected in in his honor in his memory. So it yeah, was... they painted it. They painted it in his memory. It's on Auburn Avenue. Okay, there in Atlanta, and um, it's a beautiful mural. And like I said, the only thing missing to me is they need a picture of Lillian in there somewhere because. She was his first campaign manager when he ran for Congress. Wow. You know, she really did put that together. And she was very articulate because you know, I told you she had been like an English major. Yeah. And uh, she had been a part of the Peace Corps, wow. um, too. And um, they, uh, they were put together by a woman named Zenona Clayton. Okay. who was the first black woman to have a television show in the South. Mm. And she, she spoke at John Lewis's funeral and, okay. and Lillian's funeral too, but she brought them together. Um, and um, 
but I mean, we we were what we were down there doing. We were trying to dramatize because the whole Senate left at a time when they needed to uh, renew that COVID nineteen relief bill, and so. Oh, you're just, referring to um, winter 2020? When well, it was they really recessed. August. It oh. was really August of, of, of 2020. They, left. they went on recess. They went on recess, and then all these people are out here suffering. And so we did a story down there saying that if John Lewis had still been alive, you know, he would not have left. So you mentioned to me before that you were able to offer... Um, you were able to play music for Lillian Lewis as her health was declining. Yep. Yeah. So right. can you talk about that time? I know it must be, um, you know, a painful um, to think about the death of your friends and your family. Yeah, um, no, but I, I don't mind talking about it though, but she just so appreciated it. You know, she... I mean, she wasn't to the point where, you know, she was on her deathbed, so to speak, but okay. she was, you know, frail. And um, I just would just play classical pieces and her requests. And um, it just would really lift her spirits. And mm. so I just felt like, you know, well, I'm doing the work of God here. and. Um, you know, I just, it was, a, it was a very hard thing because I knew of all the wonderful things that she had done for me so unselfishly. Mm -hmm. And it was very, 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 very hurtful. But, you know. Hurtful to see her. Yeah, um, to see her go down like that. Yeah, to see um, her decline. De decline, yeah. And okay. uh, he just he really took it hard because mm. I mean, he just boohooed like a baby at the funeral. It was just, when did she pass? 2012. Okay. So, and they, they, they adopted a child okay. and um, he's still alive. And so Not they've sure just, start, they, they've just started the foundation. Um, the uh, Lillian and John Lewis foundation. So I'm going to definitely, you know, as things settle, you know, try to do something to support, to support that, to support that foundation. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but, yeah. um, you know, well, we'll find something. Which, speaking of which, how would you say would it be the best way, or let me rephrase, how should his legacy, his legacy and Lillian's, the John and, um, dynamic duo of John and Lillian Lewis, how should their legacies be carried on? Okay. First of all, by registering to vote, because mm. that was their big thing, getting black people to the polls mm -hmm. uh, and making sure that's what he gave his life for. That's what they worked together for. So that would be to me, mm -hmm. the greatest way to remember both of them. Yeah. And then also they were both very concerned about the homeless. And um, 
that's what we tried to do the last time I was down there. In Atlanta. We, uh, yeah, in Atlanta. We we uh, hooked up with the food uh, group. And because that area where the, this uh, beautiful mural is, there are a lot of homeless people there. Hmm. And um, so uh, what what we did, we passed out like snack packs. We hooked up with somebody that uh, uh, has connections with the food bank down there. But while we were down there, we were angry because of the of the the way the place looked. Hmm. It just because it's right across the street from a very very big uh, black church. It's like in in the parking lot, but it's full of potholes. And because it's in an area where the homeless are, this, it's just not kept up well. There's trash everywhere. The King Center is just a few blocks up from where this mural is. And it doesn't look like that. And they were like, you know, colleagues of the civil rights movement. And we just, have got to do something about it. So, so you say so where we're, the mural, we're, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the mural you said is located in an area where there's a high homeless population? A high homeless population, yeah, Auburn Avenue. Okay. And it's right across the street from a big church there. Okay. And you know- uh, Do you know why that location was selected for the mural? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. But uh, and was it's it a, it's like a, a good city? Area. It's like city commissioned, or you know how who painted it? That's what I'm still trying to find out. Okay. Uh, we 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 were uh, we, we we we're trying to connect with um, um, the uh, person that that uh, actually painted it, and also I've been in touch with. Um, the Butler Street Community um, Corporation, who allegedly owns the the parking lot where it is, and we're trying to work together. But the thing is, we've got to get his fraternity involved in this, because I mean he was a sigma, and because I know the alphas, they put up the the Martin Luther King statue up here in DC. And it's just wonderful when you come to the nation's capital, but we're not pleased with the way that uh, John Lewis's uh, uh, mule is being uh, treated. Maintained. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just a disgrace. It's almost a national disgrace because when people come to visit Atlanta, they want to see that okay. because it's just, it is beautifully painted, but we're working, trying to get them and uh, uh, we're trying to use the media to help the mayor's office call us, but they said they don't own the lot. So, but something's going to happen. So a way for us as a collective to honor his legacy is to register to vote and to vote. 
and to also um, help find the ways, less fortunate. Yeah, especially the homeless um, yeah. population because they were very, um, you know, his he and his wife were very passionate about serving them and helping them. So finding a way to support the homeless um, and organizations that um, that help the homeless. But it seems like you're taking a step further in how you're honoring his legacy by finding a way or you will find, I'm sure if anyone's going to find a solution, it probably will be you, Rocky, um, to help maintain a, a visual representation of what right. John Lewis means to the city and to the nation. So your, your, your way of carrying out his legacy, if I'm hearing correctly, is to try to upgrade the, uh, the surroundings of the mural dedicated to John Lewis. Oh yeah, we yeah. we're definitely going to do that. I'm not going to let that that die. Any yeah. um, final thoughts on the life and legacy um, of John and Lillian Lewis on the impact they left on your life? Just any you know anything else you'd like to add? Well, the impact they left was absolutely tremendous. Mm -hmm. They opened up doors for me that I would never have been able to, uh, you know, achieve certain things without those contacts. And um, I'm eternally grateful to God for putting me in their lives. And uh, I hope to see them in the heavenly kingdom because they did so much for so many people. They sacrificed so much. And it was just a privilege to have known them. Mm. And we just have to really all just pray for each other and remember to, you know, just really care for our fellow man like John Lewis and Lillian did. And I think as we look forward to the coming of Christ, things will be better mm -hmm. as we near these closing days of Earth's history. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your memories and um, and for letting us know how you, how we should carry out his legacy and how you are currently carrying out his legacy. Thank you so much, Rocky. Well, it has been a privilege and an honor. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of News Points on the Air. News Points on the Air is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Milan Medley. Executive producers are Dan Weber, Julio Munoz, and Kimberly Moran. Graphics are by Jonathan LaPointe. Listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Share with your friends, share with your family, Give us a five-star rating, nothing less, and write a glowing review. Also, be sure to subscribe to News Points. It's our weekly digital newsletter with news stories, special announcements, and ministry resources. Visit nadavenist.org and click on News. If you have questions or comments for me, send them to ontheair at nadavenist.org. That's ontheair at nadavenist.org. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.